Good morning and welcome to Wave Makers on WMNF. I'm Janet. And I'm Tom. And we're here every week featured with doing live interviews with people making a difference in the Tampa Bay area. We've discussed the housing crisis, the climate crisis, our transportation challenges, gun violence, food insecurity, and so much more with people who are not just talking about problems but doing something about them. And today we are asking our listeners to help keep this show on the air by pledging your support to this great radio station, WMNF 88.5, WMNF.org. We have a big goal for us to raise today. $2,200. We are trying to raise $2,200 going towards the station's $220,000 goal. So, so give we us are a, the 1%. We, we are the 1%. 1% Be of a part the total of our 1% and call 813-239-9663 to make a donation. Um, and you can also go to WMNF.org or the WMNF app to donate and make sure you specify that you want to give your donation to Wavemakers if that's what you want to do. If not, donate just to donate to the station. We do have a couple of special premiums for you. Um, one of them is a $100 gift certificate to Burns. We have a $100 Burns gift certificate. Exclusive to Wavemakers Exclusive listeners. Exclusive to Wavemakers, and that is for a $300 donation. So give us a call, 813-239-9663, and you can uh, make a donation to Wavemakers for $300 to get that $100 gift certificate to Burns. We also have... Um, a signed copy of the book, um, The Last Florida Boy by Tom Gribben. Um, and we're going to be playing a little interview um, that we did, p- clip of an interview that we did with him a couple weeks ago talking about that book. It was really fun. So that's for a $40 donation. And those are two things that are exclusive to WMNF. But you have lots of other options too. You can also um, get a bucket hat, which I actually got for my donation, a bucket hat, which is... Um, uh, for a $88.50 donation. You can do that with a $10 a month donation to the Circle of Friends. You can get that bucket hat. And Circle of Friends, by the way, is a really good way to support this station. <clears throat> Janet and I are both members. Um, I'm personally I'm getting the male T-shirt uh, for my uh, Circle of Friends uh, donation. But the Circle of Friends is a great way to support the station. It's one of those sort of set it and forget it. You can have a certain amount of money, as little as $5 a month, come out of your credit card or your bank account, and you don't have to think about it again. It just keeps going until you're ready to stop. And it is a wonderful uh, way for the station to be able to know and have some confidence uh, that they'll have support every month. Because we uh, we depend on 70% of our operating funds come from donations. And uh, the news director, Sean Canan, is now in the studio with us. He just walked across the uh, hallway and joined us. And I wonder, are we in trouble, Sean? Is that what's going on? Um, That's not... Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, you know you're not in trouble, of course, but I'm really excited to help you to raise the, the funds that you need for this show. And I wanted to thank the last person who donated during the Tuesday Cafe. We did make our goal. Thanks so much to Twinkle for upping her circle of friends at $7.75 a month. So that's a 
contribution of about $93 this year to WMNF. She's getting the t-shirt and she says, I'm astounded by WMNF. If I had a million dollars, I would donate more to you guys. So thank you, Twinkle, for that donation. Thank you to everyone who donated during Tuesday Cafe. But we're really right now looking for people who can donate to Wavemakers. What a great show that Tom and Janet bring you every single uh, Tuesday morning at 11. So please call in now, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. And the T-shirt, by the way, that uh, I am taking for my premium was designed by John Johnson, uh, a proud Tampa native, husband and father of two, also the creative director at PDQ and has worked for the Bucks and designed album covers and tour shirts for dozens of musicians and bands, most notably Cheap Trick. It's a very cool shirt. Looking forward very to trying cool. it Very cool. It's kind of got this sort of Beach Boys kind of vibe yeah, kind to it. Kind of a it. summer. It's like kind of rainbow take it back to the 67 it. summer, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what summer I see when I look at it. Summer of love or summer of fun? You know, well, we also have a $500 challenge from Red Mesa. And um, we need to, if we can get five lo- listeners to donate $100 or more or join the circle of friends at $10 a month, wave me uh, the Red Mesa, a great place in St. Pete, will donate $500 to the station. But we need those uh, calls, uh, five people to donate $100 in the next hour, and we can get that $500 challenge match from Red Mesa. Red Mesa is not only a longtime supporter of WMNF, it's a great restaurant. If you haven't been there, check it out. Um, the phones are not ringing, so right now you, we want to see those those those. Uh, Buttons lighting up, uh, line phone lines lighting up. So go ahead and give us a call. But for let's take a minute and sh- uh, play a little bit of some of the content that you can get from uh, WaveMakers on WMNF. Our goal. We had uh, uh, Kathy Castor, U.S. Representative Kathy Castor, was with us in, in April to talk about the U.N. Climate Report. Um, Representative Castor is heads the um, House Select Committee on Climate Change in the U.S. House of Representatives. She is a national figure. She is a wave maker. She was first elected to the Hillsborough County Commission 20 years ago. 20 years ago, at that point... The county commission was mostly Republican. Kathy Castor was uh, a lone vote, frequently a lone vote, a six-to-one vote on that county commission because she was the only Democrat, progressive Democrat. Um, and w- wow, how things have changed. But she was a wave maker back then, leading the way. And now, of course, our um, Hillsborough County Commission is majority Democrat. So here's what um, uh, Kathy Castor, here's a little bit of our conversation with Kathy Castor uh, back in April. Um, last week, um, Representative Castor, the select committee she chairs, and the climate were all in the news. Um, the committee and Representative Castor for hearings on price gouging by big oil companies. And also last week, the United Nations released its latest climate report. The report is another dire warning from the world's scientists, and it calls for immediate and drastic action, including practically eliminating the use of all fossil fuels by 2050, if we want to ensure the Earth remains hospitable to humans. Um, this is a, a really significant report. It's the third in a series. The first part um, uh, from this UN um, committee uh, focused on the scientific evidence for climate change. The second part on the impacts. And this is about mitigation and what we can actually do to make a difference. Um, Representative Castro, what do you make of this report? Well, it's a, a double-edged sword. It's, uh, it was a real eye-opener. Uh, a report because we are falling behind and we're running out of time and time for urgent action is now. In fact, it's last week, last month, (laughs) last year. But there is still a a hopeful note that we do have the tools uh, to get to a clean energy future uh, with 
lifting up people, doing it in an equitable way. Um, the, the solutions are right in front of us, and the United States of America has an outsized responsibility to help lead the world in technology and innovation uh, to lower costs for consumers. We know, like I said, we have the tools to do it, and we can lead the rest of the world in this transition. What you, one of the things that you mentioned is that, yes, this report has an, has an, an optimistic tone to it and saying that there are solutions. but. How practical is this when uh, getting off of fossil fuels? Are we ever going to get off of fossil fuels? How do we do that? How do we do that fast enough um, when we, it's so much a part of who we are as a, a culture? Well, Worldwide. It, yeah, it's not easy. But the good news is the economics are pointing us in that direction. Uh, clean energy resources are a whole lot cheaper now than they ever were before. Solar wind power, energy efficiency. We have tools like smart meters and ways to control the electrical grid across the country that save consumers money and save the big capital cost. You just have to uh, look around town when you're out and about to see the new electric vehicles that are driving right past the gas station, right, mm -hmm. now, right past those high gas prices. And you're going to, we're going to live through an enormous uh, exciting time of transition in the vehicles that we drive that are cleaner, uh, fun to drive, going to create thousands and thousands of jobs right here in America, including that F-150 Lightning truck that I thanked uh, uh, the <laughs> automakers for naming that after our Stanley Cup. Uh, <laughs> so you're, you're talking about electric vehicles. Why? What's your hope for electric vehicles? What are you seeing that indicates that we are really going to electrify um, automobiles the way we need to? Well, Ford and GM, the leading U.S. automakers, have said that's all they're going to build in a few years, only electric. And the other automakers across the globe know this is a competitiveness race. Who's going to win this race? And the U.S. automakers have, have thrown down the gauntlet and said, we are going to win that race. We're going to build those vehicles here in America. And it's not just cars, the cars we drive and the trucks we drive. It will be the clean electric school buses mm -hmm. uh, that will take our kids to school. And you all remember the riding the bus to school, the, the diesel fumes. Uh, that's not good for kids' health. It's not good for neighborhoods that, that have concentrated transit vehicles. Here at Heartline, they're already beginning the replacement of of uh, old buses with clean electric vehicles. And we're in a bit of a tussle with uh, the head, the postmaster over the fleet of postal vehicles. But uh, we're gonna live through an exciting transition that will clean the air, create jobs and lower costs for everyone. But that was uh, U.S. Representative Kathy Castor speaking with the, um, Tom and I on a Wavemaker show in April. And that's the kind of content you get at WMNF Community Radio, independent community radio, an opportunity to actually speak to your electeds. That is a call-in show. You can call in and have a conversation with your representative in Congress or a representative of Congress, they all matter. Um, even if they are not representing you in particular, um, they are still acting on behalf of the whole country. And that's an opportunity for you to actually call and speak to somebody directly who is making a difference in our community. And it's not just elected officials. Actually, uh, I think she's the only elected official we've had on this show in the last several months. We have been talking to a lot of people who 
are involved with nonprofits uh, like the University Area Corporation to Develop Communities. Sarah Combs was on last week. Um, we had two transportation advocates on recently, Christina Barker and Tyler Hudson, talking about the importance of the transportation referendum that will be on the ballot mm -hmm. in November. Uh, we had uh, a couple of activists, uh, Carla Jimenez and Carrie Kreisman, talking about World Ovarian Cancer Day. Uh, we have so many folks, uh, mm -hmm. many of them working with nonprofits, such as Habitat for Humanity, Habitat for Humanity which is partnering with WMNF this year uh, in this fund drive. If you are not the kind of person who likes to have gifts bestowed on you for your generous stuff, contribution. You don't want more stuff, stuff. You don't want more stuff. You don't want a t-shirt. don't want a bucket hat. You could uh, donate. Uh, you could uh, indicate that you want some of your uh, contribution to go to Habitat for Humanity, which, let's face it, they are a very important part of solving the housing crisis that is underway right now. But that would be your premium, a, a, a donation to Habitat for Humanity. We have a couple folks that we need to thank. Um, we want to thank um, um, Lori Carpe, um, who donated $200 to our show. Thank you, Lori Carpe. She says, thank you, um, Tom and Janet, for um, doing such a good job. I'm Thanks, upping Lori. my pledge. Happy to donate what I already donated. Thank you, Lori, so much. We really appreciate that. We want to thank um, um, Wayne Garcia, who donated um, $92.92 to the, um, our show, taking up, up covering those processing costs. Thank you, Wayne Garcia, for doing that. And he is a distinguished professor of mass communications at um, the University of South Florida and a former board member. It's a real thrill and an honor that he um, supported Wavemakers. He understands the importance of uh, public affairs programming, the shrinking news uh, uh, environment that we have, uh, but WMNF is trying to uh, fill that gap uh, with 17 hours uh, of news and public affairs programming every week, uh, particularly 9 to noon every day, Monday through Friday, and we are privileged to be able to participate in that. We have a um, $150 um, anonymous donation from um, Anonymous in Tampa. Um, and Anonymous in Tampa took um, a, a, a men's double extra large WMNF t-shirt. So if you see some man walking around in a, a large WMNF <laughs> extra large t-shirt, maybe that is Anonymous who donated that $150 to the show. Thank you so much for supporting Wave Makers. And if um, you uh, do want a premium, uh, I, we have a couple of uh, exclusive Wavemaker premiums uh, to offer uh, during this show, which ends at noon. So act now. You can get a $100 gift certificate to Burns Steakhouse uh, for $300. A $300 pledge gets you a $100 gift certificate. Or we have uh, a book signed by Tom Gribben. Uh, who is an author, but he's also he's been a, a lawyer, he's been an entrepreneur, he's been a musician. Uh, he is a, a, an amazing uh, fellow that we had on just a couple of weeks ago when we had a great time uh, listening uh, to the many stories that Tom has to tell, including in his novel that we're offering as a premium, The Last Florida Boy. 
Um, let's go ahead and, and, and play a clip from our, our interview with Tom. It was a really good show. We played some of his music. Uh, he, uh, Tom was somebody who has been uh, uh, also a friend of the station for many, many years, and we happened to have a couple of his LPs back in our library. We were so, playing vinyl that day. So we actually played vinyl, crazy. Um, and uh, let's listen to a little bit of that. And if you like what you hear, call 813-239-9663 and make a $40 donation. You can get a copy of Tom Gribben's book, a signed copy of his book, the last Florida boy. I've been a loner all my life. Now I feel something's coming. Maybe tomorrow, maybe tonight. That's a heck of a harmonica player there. Yeah, um, you know, at the beginning of the show, you said that I was a good friend of Jimmy Buffett's. He's not really a good friend. <clears throat> I met him during those days, and, and uh, during that period of time, I hung out with him a lot. Uh, John Prine is a dear friend, and, uh, and I think about him often. Not bad. But that particular song, uh, that is Finger Fingers Taylor from Jimmy's band playing the harmonica. When we went up to record this up in Nashville, the, the album... Uh, the half the band was the Coral Reefer Band, and the other half is a band uh, was the Don Williams Band, hmm. and Dave Williamson uh, produced the, this and like put all the guys together, um, and and everybody had a lot of enthusiasm for this project, and Fingers wanted to be take part, and uh, Harry Daly, the bass player, he's he's uh, Buffett's band as well, Coral Reefers, and. Uh, so Fingers showed up at the studio that day because everybody was sort of really into it. And I was excited that they were so into it. Fing wanted to play on it, but he showed up and he was a mess and he couldn't play and he was sort of getting in the way. And Dave and the guys just sent him home. And so, and we didn't hear from him. And about three days later, he came back all all rested and sober and he just showed up and, and we put him on this uh, uh, song because it... it it really needed that up front. We didn't mm -hmm. expect to have a harmonica solo on it. We were going to put a little guitar solo on there. But he was in the booth, and David said, just play through the whole song. And he played through it. And when he did that solo, we all looked at each other like, oh, yeah, that's it. It, mm -hmm. it was one take. It was beautiful. And then when Jimmy heard it later, he said, Tom, how did you get him to do that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting sobered up probably helped a yeah, little bit. a little rest. But let's talk about the book. Um, it's 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 a, a, a story of, of yesterday, Florida, in some ways. Right. And it's it's about uh, a pot runner. Yeah, I mean the the pot adventures in there. Uh, first of all, they're all the they look like I, I took the non-violent, the amateur stuff, the guys that I knew who were doing this. Mm -hmm. they, these weren't uh, really even criminals in my mind. Um, and it was, those are sort of fun days, and people who who knew that era can can, can make the difference between that and gangs and violence mm -hmm. and all that. So, but really, the pot and the comedy, both in the book, are vehicles for the real message. Here is about one is about friendships and loyalties and how they work out in life under stress. But the big one is that, you know it starts out. The book starts out after the the prologue, stating that 
you know, were, were given a certain name at birth, and then later on, uh, in primitive societies, you earned a name. You know, like the, an Indian boy who was born uh, in the wilderness or in the trees, as they translated his name. Later, he went on a you know, vision quest or something mm-hmm. like, and, and was given another name, Crazy Horse. And so that's how you, uh, basically, sometimes you're forced to into, into a new identity, and you either choose to embrace that and make yourself that, or you stumble back to your old ways. And, that, and the book is a lot about that. And I use the, the pot and the comedy uh, as vehicles to get to that. I mean, you, even like Marion Morrison, who, you know, had big dreams of playing football, who got injured and lost his scholarship mm-hmm. as a Southern Cal, became John Wayne. And, and now, now we think of him as that. And he embraced whatever that was to mm-hmm. become that character. So the guy in this book, uh, he, is, uh, he is forced into some sort of identity crisis like this. I know this sounds heavy because the book's a lot more fun than that. <laughs> it, it's a, it, it is a light and eight quick read, I have to say. I, mean, I appreciate it. Yeah, it, it, it moves right along. <laughs> I, I'm getting really philosophical because when you get into this thing, you, you know, you're writing this for months and months and months, and uh, so you get into the character and it's a lot more phys- uh, psychological talking mm-hmm. about it than it is in the fun of the book. It's a lot of fun um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a journey of ups and downs. And it's back in the time, uh, you know, when uh, the names might be changed, but no one is innocent. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, uh, as we discussed uh, uh, previously, the um, marijuana business is now in, in essentially legal in many ways. And right. they're growing weed in Apollo Beach. And, you know, those innocent days of taking a shrimper to Jamaica and loading them up and bringing them back to Florida, I guess, are pretty much gone. I know, but you know the people in the business now, this is really funny. If you go to one of those stores, my son lives in Colorado, so I'm out there a lot. And, you, and there's, there's Colorado, there's, a, there's pot stores up and down the street out mm-hmm. there. And when you go in there and you talk to them, they are fascinated by the old tales. They've, they've grown up in a world where it's basically legal. So they're fascinated by these old tales. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, they don't want to hear about Pablo Escobar or anything, but these old tales of the Florida boys... You know, taking their boats out and coming in, you know, their dads and them coming in. They, they love the stories because right. it, it, they, they can't believe it. It was that bad. And you heard some good stories during a famous trial called the Steenhatchee 7, right? Yeah, I was in law school in Gainesville and uh, those guys were busted in Steenhatchee, but the, the trial was held in Gainesville. And out of the seven, I think five or six of them are all, you know, St. Pete Beach Boys. And I grew up with them. I played. Uh, Little League Baseball with a couple of them, and, and uh, you know, I knew them, so I was fascinated. So I went out to the trial every day, and... Uh, what was the trial? It was called the Steen Hatchie 7 trial. And they were being tried for... For a big marijuana conspiracy. They, they brought in tons of pot over on, by Steen Hatchie mm-hmm. uh, on the... And that would have been in, like, the mid-70s, or...? Yeah, uh, yeah, probably early 70s. Mm-hmm. And they were t- getting it from Jamaica or Colombia or? Not quite sure. I think they got it all from Jamaica, uh, from what Steve Lamb told me. Yeah. Steve was one of the guys, and he, he's written a book, too, about his smuggling days. Um, and so I, le- I, le- I let them tell those stories. My book isn't about their stories. That was an interview we did with Tom Gribben uh, last week, uh, or two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago, talking to Tom Gribben. He's an author and entrepreneur, somebody who was very involved in the Mahaffey Theater, reinventing that Mahaffey Theater in St. Petersburg. He's been a wave maker um, for 
40 years in the Tampa Bay area. And if you know a wave maker that you'd like to be featured on our show that you think qualifies, you can send an email to dj at wmnf.org and put wave makers in the subject line and, and tell us who you think we should feature because this is a, an, a collaborative thing. We are all part of the same community. You are part of the WMNF community and, and you are listening right now because you love independent commercial free radio. And we are very, very unique in, in Florida and we depend on our listeners. We depend on you to support the station. So give us a call, 813-239-9663 to make a donation. You can, for a $40 donation, you can get that um, Tom Gribben signed book. Um, and for a $300 donation, you can get a $100 gift certificate to Burns. And I just want to talk about that for a minute because, first of all, it's exclusive to this show, Wave Makers, and $100 goes really far at Burns. You can go very far there. You could really eat a whole meal for a hundred dollars if you if you order right I think I think you could you could get a couple of meals if you order right if you order right it's something that that Tom and but I it's do a, it's an institution in the Tampa Bay area as is WMNF we we both feel very privileged uh, being able to spend an hour on the air with you all every week bringing you news and information and, and stories about the Bay Area people who are making a difference whether it's in history or arts or trying to fight the housing crisis uh, or trying to deal with the climate crisis, the transportation crisis. They're not all heavy subjects. Next week we're going to have Paul Wilborn. Uh, Paul is probably very familiar to our our listeners. He's been a wave maker in the music scene and the arts scene for decades in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, he runs the Palladium, where WMNF is going to be having an event very soon. Mm, the Juneteenth Ju- event. The Juneteenth event. That's going to be cool. It's a great venue. Paul's doing a great job there. But we're going to be talking about his first novel. It's just coming out. It's called Florida Hustle. And it's going to be released the same day we're going to be interviewing Paul so next week, join us so you can hear about Paul's latest work. And we have a couple of people to thank. We want to thank Joy Tapper in, in Tampa, who joined the Circle of Friends for um, $15 a month. That's only $15 a month. Thank you, Joy Tapper, for um, joining the Circle of Friends. Thank, uh, she says, thanks for the great job you are doing to serve this community. Thanks, Joy. Uh, um, thank you. We really appreciate your support. And, you know, the, the the Circle of Friends is a great way to do it. Just think about it. It's The price of everything is going up, but not a Circle of Friends membership at WMNF. You can still join for just $5 a month. That is less than a cup of coffee, I think. It's less than a Netflix subscription. Uh, less than a Netflix subscription, and that will buy you $60 worth of great radio, and the programming keeps getting better. That doesn't happen at the grocery store, and it sure as heck does not happen at the gas station. Um, so you can call in your WMNF pledge at 813-239-9663 or log on to WMNF.org and hit the tip jar at WMNF.org for just a few dollars a month. Lots of advantages to joining the Circle of Friends, including the fact that you get um, a monthly bonus letter um, with uh, a monthly newsletter with bonus features, special ticket offers. You get some WMNF swag every year, and you can join by giving as little as $5 a month. $5 a month. For $10 a month, you can get that WMNF bucket hat. I was just at the beach last week. Everybody's wearing bucket hats. Bucket hats are the thing. When it did is, this happen? I, I don't know. Apparently, it's the, the summer of trends. 2022. It's a it's bucket hat bucket summer. Hat. Yep. Um, and Be this on is the cutting the, edge, everybody. 
<laughs> you will be on the cutting edge with the bucket hat. Um, we have someone else to thank. Jenny in Tampa made a $200 pledge. Hey, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny, for your $200 pledge and showing your support of Wavemakers. And the great thing is when you support Wavemakers, you're supporting the entire station. This station is so diverse. I was just uh, talking to someone today about WMNF who was not familiar with the station, and she said, well, what kind of music does it play? Mm-hmm. Now, you name it. We play everything. I mean, coming up after our show, for example, we have Harrison Nash, who play, plays a wonderful mix of mm-hmm. R&B and blues and soul. And after, uh, and Harrison comes on it at uh, noon. Then at 3 o'clock, uh, we have WMNF with the Lulus. And then at 6 o'clock, the Freak Show with Grateful Ed. I've been listening to that show for years because I am a huge Grateful Dead fan. Thank <laughs> you, Ed, for that. Uh, the Dream Clinic comes on at 8 with Dennis Stone and then In the Groove at 10. So the money you pledge to Wavemakers also supports all of these stations because we are one station here supporting each other. And it, it, it's not just news. As you get public affairs, um, we have, what, 17 hours 17 of public hours. affairs a week. Yep. Um, and we are filling a, a huge gap, um, as we see with a shrinking news hole that we, or a, a news infrastructure that we have in our community. Um, more and more, it's really important for independent um, news providers like WMNF, but then also the huge variety of music, of course, um, is a, an incredible um, benefit of WMNF. We did, um, a couple weeks ago, we had on our show, um, Freddie Barton from Safe and Sound Hillsboro. He's doing really important work in our community. He's a wave maker. I think he, they started that group in maybe 2013. He is fighting the 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 gun violence of gun violence. Yep. That is that is not only in this community. Uh, it's it's everywhere, and uh, we, we don't have to remind you of all the the terrible uh, shootings and massacres that have been occurring the last few weeks. It's just. Terrible, but he's actually someone who's trying out to do there about working it. on the mental health front, trying to train mental health um, peer counselors or peer advisors. Um, trying to teach basic gun safety. Guns basic, are basic not toys; they are and, not to be messed with. And work on education and job um, economic development, and working with the um, local, the criminal justice system to. Um, uh, do uh, intervention programs and um, keep kids out of the criminal justice system. So let's listen a little bit to that um, interview that we did with Freddie Barton. It literally takes everybody coming together to listen to one another so that we can find the solutions. Another issue that you have uh, uh, brought up in this group is mental health. Absolutely. Particularly mental health first aid. Yeah. Since you're going after the root causes, tell us how this is plays in to the campaign to uh, ease violence. You know, it's interesting. Right before I got here, I was at a meeting. Uh, it's a two-day workshop. It's called Sequential Intercept Mapping, where we're looking at the gaps in services between uh, for youth and juveniles that have either mental uh, impairment or mental illness and or substance abuse uh, concerns and how those systems and, and those services need to overlap and we need to coordinate it. We have to continue to throw mental health and mental wellness at the forefront of every conversation. When we look at what happened in Sandy Hook, when we look at what happened with Marjorie Stone Douglas in our, in our backyard, we know that we have to look at mental wellness as a real public health crisis. We, we see in, in the city of Tampa alone, we've got 65 shootings that have happened year to date. We're talking January to April. So mm. in, four, in four months, we have 
almost, we've already surpassed the total number all year of 2021 in just four months. Wow. When we look at that, we see our, our suicides, our murder suicides are going up. We have to make sure that services are available. Safe and Sound provides mental health first aid training for free to residents and organizations throughout Hillsborough County. And it teaches individuals to pick up on signs and symptoms of someone that may have a mental uh, impairment. And they're able to provide that initial triage or that initial handoff of services to make sure that that person gets help as soon as possible. We are trying to expand that even further. We've, we're now doing it virtually, we're doing it in person, and we're wrapping more supports around that. If we do not thrust more time, effort, and resources into mental health, we're going to see that we're going to see violence increase. And I, I'm really intrigued by the mental health first aid program because we every time there is a, a, a mass shooting and there's stuff that happens with guns, we talk about the mental health issues. And providing more mental health treatment is expensive, difficult. We know what a struggle that is with health insurance. Absolutely. But what you're doing is more of community-based. It's community-based, and, and it has to be that way because... The truth is, in some of our communities, our communities of color, traditionally, uh, we do not go after mental health support. You know, it was almost taboo for a while that mm -hmm. you, you couldn't go and say that I don't feel okay. And, and the message is, it's okay to not feel okay. It's not okay to not do something about it. And so we're reaching out to our faith-based community because that's an engine that should be working in tandem with our clinical side of life to make sure that everyone knows if you don't feel okay, there's support and help for you. And it's okay to do it because you're helping yourself as well as your family. Does the mental health first aid train people and how to deal with somebody in a moment of crisis, how to de-escalate? Is that something that you all uh, focus on? Yeah, there is a portion of that. And, and shout out to some of our members, our agencies of law enforcement. So the Sheriff's Office, TPD, Temple Terrace, Plant City, for adopting a co-responder model where if there's an incident out in the community and someone is exhibiting uh, a mental uh, illness, and they're part of, you know, there's an incident, a legal incident, that now the sheriff's office will not just send a deputy out there or a team of deputies, but also a, a clinician or, or, you know, someone, a mental health professional to go out there and assess to see if there are services that can be provided to this individual. So we're now seeing an overlap of services from law enforcement to our courts, to our communities. That That's the only way that we're going to crack this nut. That was Freddie Barton of Safe and Sound Hillsborough speaking um, on our show uh, back in May um, and talking about what they are doing to stop gun violence. And those are the kind of people that you hear from on WMNF Wavemakers, people who are making a difference in the community. And if you know a Wavemaker, send us an email at dj at wmnf.org and um, put Wavemakers in the subject line and we will... Um, consider putting that person on the show. We're always looking for folks. And also, if you call right now for $300 pledge, a $300 pledge, you can have a $100 gift certificate to Burns for $300 pledge to the Wavemakers show. And for a $40 pledge, you can get Tom Gribben's book, The Last Florida Boy. Tom was a great interview we had a couple weeks ago. And we still need um, five $100 donations to come in this hour or um, five $10 Circle of Friends donations um, to uh, meet that $500 match from Red Mesa. We're looking for that to match that challenge from Red Mesa, $500 challenge. Want to see those phone lines light up? What a, what a great show to support. 813-239-9663. Wavemakers with Janet and Tom comes on every Wednesday at 11, and they always bring an interesting guest in. And, and uh, you learn a lot by listening to Wavemakers. I do. I know that. 
This thank is you, a great, Sean. Oh, we appreciate welcome. that. I'm glad. I'm, <laughs> I appreciate our great volunteers. So thank you to Janet and Tom. And I also thank our, I, I appreciate our, our donors who help keep this station on the air and help keep shows coming to you like this. So we are, we've raised a good deal of money this hour. We still have a little bit to go. So we do need your support. Can you make a $100 donation or a $50 donation by calling 813-239-9663 or donating on our our secure website, WMNF.org. We have less than 20 minutes to raise $2,200, folks. They've given us a pretty big goal. Yep, stretch goals is more than we had to raise last time. But the station's goal is even bigger, (laughs) $220,000. And the reason they're asking for that is because the station relies on these kinds of donations. The majority of the budget is comprised of money raised 70%. 70% during these fund drives. And so please, if you, if you enjoy anything that you're listening to on this station, mm-hmm. any, any of the shows, whether it's public affairs, whether it's news, whether it's some of the great music programs we have, some of which have been on the air for decades. For example, one of my favorites, <laughs> Steve the Hitman oh, Williams, yeah. every Friday night, with the soul party. Yeah, that's just... Friday night would not be me, the same yeah. without him. I would listen to that and I feel like, okay, it's the weekend when you turn <laughs> that on. <laughs> so if you, if, you, if you decide to pledge now, just know that you are supporting this entire station and, and, and its entire mission. 813-239-9663 is the number you can call to speak with one of our great phone bank volunteers. This is a volunteer-powered organization. We rely on donations from our members and also from our work from our volunteers, like the great volunteers that are on the air right now. Tom and Janet are, are volunteers. They're, they're volunteering their time to bring this information to you and to do all the research ahead of time and to make all the, the preparations for their shows. And it sounds great. And we really we like that. We think that that's a valuable service for this community. The only way it happens, though, is with donations from listeners like you. 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. You can go online to WNF, WMNF.org to pledge your your donation, and you can uh, click on the drop-down menu and choose Wavemakers. Even if you do it tonight, anytime, yeah. in the next few days, uh, if if you if you enjoy what you're hearing on Wavemakers, please note that in your donation. And also, you can have a premium to go with your donation. And we have a lot of premiums that we haven't even mentioned, Janet. I wanted to mention a few more. You know, for a just a $5 a month circle of friends donation. You can get a, a cool peace magnet or a WMNF face mask or a WMNF cloth tote bag. Well, and that one has the I love WMNF uh, yes. slogan on it, which I really, with the, the, the letter, white the lettering heart. on the black cloth with the red heart. And it's yep. super cool. I've got, I'm wearing that I love WMNF t-shirt right now to inspire me during this fun drive. And the, uh, you, you can get the... Uh, Apparently, trending bucket hat. Everybody's very excited about the bucket hat. <laughs> David Bryant, one of our one of our listeners, uh, emailed to let us know that's not a bucket hat. That's Gilligan's hat. Okay. Everybody, you know, who thought who would have thought that Gilligan would be back in style? But here, here we are. <laughs> uh, for, that's for eighty eight point eighty eight dollars and fifty cents. You can get a WMNF bucket hat. You can also get a WMNF reusable straw, or a summer fun T shirt. And for $1,000 or eighty-eight fifty a month, you can have your own People's 
patio paver and have your name here at the station for all time. Uh, we have somebody to thank. We've got Sid, who uh, made a donation of $88.50, um, and he's taking the bucket hat. Sid is taking the bucket Go hat. Sid. He is a hipster. We know that. He says, Wavemakers is a great show from Sid on Saturday Bluegrass. Thank you, Sid, now, for if you that. Don't we really appreciate premium, that. If, you're, if you've got enough stuff, you can also uh, donate a portion of your contribution to Habitat for Humanity. Um, WMNF supports nonprofits. WMNF is a nonprofit. And as you know, Habitat for Humanity plays a very important role in providing affordable housing in our community and around the country. So if you believe in their mission, indicate that when you make your donation. Um, we want to thank Paul and Gail Carroll of Bel Air for their a donation of $88.50. Thank you very much for supporting WMNF and Wavemakers. So just a minute ago, we listened to um, the interview that we did with Freddie Barton, who is working to stop um, gun violence um, in, in Hillsborough County. We also spoke with Wendy Malloy, who's the um, Florida co-lead, uh, the co-lead for the Florida Chapter of Bombs Demand Action for Gun Sense in America, and that group has been very, very active and really um, came out in full force after the, the horrible shooting in Texas um, and encouraged everybody to wear orange last weekend, which was the um, gun violence awareness um, weekend. So let's listen a little bit to our interview, um, and while you're listening, go ahead and call 813-239-9663. And make a donation to Wavemakers for a $300 donation. You can get a gift certificate to Burns. And for a donation of $88.50, you can get that bucket hat. Um, here's our interview with Wendy Malloy, the um, co-lead for the Florida chapter of Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense. Wendy, thanks for taking time to talk to us today. It's been a busy week for you. Uh, can you tell me what type of response that Moms Demand has seen at the Florida and national level since this latest mass shooting? Yes, absolutely. So thank you for having me, first of all. And um, also, I just want to say that as an organization um, in Florida and nationally, we are heartbroken once again um, by the, the two most recent mass shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde. It's just, it's really just too much. Um, we are absolutely doubling down, tripling down on our commitment to uh, honor lives, honor their lives with action um, and the lives of the 110 people who are killed by guns every day in America. So we have had a massive flood of people express interest in joining Moms Demand Action. Well, we've been down this road so many times before. And do you sense that something is different this time? It feels different this time. It really does. Um, we are seeing movement at the federal level that we haven't seen before. Mitch McConnell instructed Senator Cornyn to meet with Chris Murphy and some other U.S. senators. That was that was a big surprise to me personally. Generally, Mitch McConnell and other uh, Republican leaders just offer their you know their thoughts and prayers very nicely, and then they go home on their recess, and they don't take any action. But this time feels different. There is an outcry around the country that's 
that's lasting. I hate to sound so cynical, but generally it's a two or three day news event and then people sort of go back to their own lives. This time that's not happening. We're six days in right now and the interest in working for Moms Demand is still, you know, the, the, the people wanting to join the organization are still coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's seems to be movement at the federal level as far as elected officials and it, it just feels different. What specifically is Moms Demand asking for? So there are a number of things that we have long advocated at the federal level. Um, The United States Senate, frankly, has not done its job where gun safety is concerned for for decades. Um, The the number one thing on our list is background checks on every gun sale. Nobody should be able to buy a gun without a background check, period. It's just common sense. Um, The second thing is red flags. Sorry, the second thing is a red flag law, which, as you know, we've had in Florida since 2018, that uh, it's an extreme risk protection order. It gives law enforcement the ability to temporarily remove a firearm from someone who um, has shown a clear warning sign that they're a danger to themselves or to someone else. That law, by the way, has been enacted uh, over 8,000 times in Florida since, uh, since 2018, which means that 8,100 people have had their firearm removed sure. in a time of crisis. Um, that, that's a success in, in my book. The third thing that we're asking for, the Biden administration has nominated Steve Dettelbach as the director of the ATF, which is the agency that enforces the nation's gun laws. Um, for about 20 years, that agency has been kneecapped by Republicans in the Senate um, they need to have the, the resources to do their job, basically. One of the laments that we hear from Republicans every time there's a mass shooting is that we just need to enforce the, the laws on the books. This would be a step in that direction. There are other things. We would like to see the assault weapons ban reinstated. We'd like to raise the age to purchase a gun to 21 across the board. That's another thing that was done in Florida uh, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Public Safety Act. We would like to repeal um, the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act, which is basically uh, immunity for gun manufacturers. They're not held liable for um, any kind of, you know, irresponsible marketing, et cetera, defective parts, that kind of thing. Um, since 2005, they've just been able to basically not have any um, uh, accountability where it concerns their, what they manufacture. So those, are the, those are really the top six things. You mentioned that some of the things that Moms Demand is uh, demanding now were actually passed in Florida after Parkland. So Florida, in some ways, is a model for Congress. But you don't hear very many Florida Republicans talking about that. What are Marco Rubio and Rick Scott saying? Rick Scott was the governor at the time and signed the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Public Safety Act, which was really the first meaningful gun safety legislation in our state in decades. But you have to remember the climate in 2018 when he signed that bill. It was just after Parkland, I believe three weeks, four weeks after the students and faculty were killed. Um, Rick Scott was running for US Senate at the time 
that I would imagine had an impact on his uh, his decision. He he called the bill at the time common sense solutions. That's a direct quote. And he was right, except for a couple of provisions that we weren't particularly happy about. But overall, it was really meaningful legislation that would do well to serve as a national model. This week, though, Rick Scott has changed his tune a bit. He now believes that it ought to be done at the state level. He mm-hmm. thinks that every state's a little bit different. It worked in Florida um, and that other lawmakers, other governors, I'm sorry, should look at that act and and see how they can adopt it to work in their own state. That was uh, Wendy Malloy, uh, co-lead of the Florida chapter of Moms Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense, and we were talking about what was being done to stop gun violence in the wake of the shooting in Texas where um, 21 people were murdered. Um, so we, uh, if that's the kind of content that you hear on WMNF, and if that's something you want to continue to hear, if that's the, something that it matters to you, call 813-239-9663 and make a donation to Wavemakers. And we've got just seven minutes or eight minutes left on the show. We still have that Burns gift certificate. If you call now in the next five minutes, if you call in the next five minutes, it's about 1154. We'll give you six minutes. If you call by um, noon, exactly noon, um, you can have that Burns gift certificate for $250, not $300, $250. We're lowering the price on that if you call sometime in the next five minutes, 813-239-9663. And speaking of great Tampa Bay area restaurants, uh, Red Mesa is uh, challenging Wavemaker listeners to donate $100 or more if, if, if they will match five donations of $100 or more with $500. So you are going to leverage your donation if you call now and pledge $100 or more. Uh, that challenge would mean a thousand dollars to the WMNF um, through WaveMakers and the, the station in general. So we really call eight one three two three nine nine six six three. We need to see those phone lines lighting up. I don't think we any also have lines uh, are lit right now. We also have a book by Tom Gribben. Uh, for only forty dollars, you can get an autographed copy of his novel, The Last Florida Boy. It's a great read. Highly recommended. Going back to the days of. Uh, innocence of marijuana smuggling in Florida. (laughs) Uh, Now, if you are already a member of uh, the Circle of Friends, maybe you're thinking, I don't need to donate. But have you thought, maybe, about increasing that donation? Maybe you started off with $5 a month. You weren't really sure. How can I afford this? Maybe you could take another look and bump that up to... You're not noticing that $5? Go ahead and call and bump it up to 10. Bump it up to 10. It's... One of those, it's like, you know, set it and forget it. Yeah. You, you can just forget about that. I mean, I've been donating to the station forever, and I finally joined the Circle of Friends this time around, and I, I got that bucket hat. That was my, my, that's what I got. I personally got the T-shirt. Looking forward to that Summer of Fun T-shirt. And this is um, WMNF's Wave Makers. Tom and I host this show weekly, and what we do is we feature people who are making a difference in the in the Tampa Bay community. People who are nonprofits, people who are activists, um, and occasionally an elected official. And we know that you are looking for news and public affairs that's based on facts that's hard-hitting and that affects your life here in the Tampa Tampa Bay area. And that's why our morning and afternoon local news headlines, our morning public affairs shows, and the WMNF.org website bring you the most important news with a state and local focus. We do that with your financial support. 
when you call 813-239-9663 or donate online at WMNF.org or the app. And again, we're still looking to unload that Burns gift certificate. It's a $100 gift certificate. We're sorry we cannot give you a reservation, too. Uh, it does not come with a reservation. <laughs> but if you call today, you can get one in three months. Probably. Or, or you never, you never know. You may call and reserve, try to get a reservation, and they say, oh, we just have a cancellation. Or you can walk in and go eat at the bar. That works for you, too. Um, I want to play, we just mentioned, um, I want to play one more uh, clip for you before we go. And this is um, an interview that we did with Yvette Lewis of the NAACP. Um, and we um, talked to her around the time that um, Jane Castor was naming her um uh, pick for it was police the very chief. same day. Very same day. So um, let's um, give a quick listen to what um, Yvette Lewis of the NAACP had to say. Yvette, you have had a lot of thorny conversations um, with um, or issues with Mayor Jane Castor. We had the the renting wall black that we talked about, the mm-hmm. the biking wall black, the, um, the issue with the Police Citizens Review Board um, not having that much power. Um, the police headquarters in East Tampa. Um, and Mayor Castor, in fact, won every precinct of the city except for five largely black precincts in East Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think um, the mayor is doing three years into her first term in terms of dealing with the black community? I do believe that there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, there's still a lot of work to be done and dealing with uh, the, the African-American community and also dealing with all of the community. You can't just continue to surround yourself with just certain uh, segments or certain people of the community that is going to um, rubber stamp or just agree with you just because you have to uh, surround yourself and be ready for the open and candid conversations. And so th- that's that's my whole thing. Um, but you know, Janet, I have to like say this. We're a civil rights organization. We're the only organization that really fight to put our own self out of business. So <laughs> having these conversations, we know are not gonna be popular. We're not here to be popular. We're here to fight and advocate for the community and for the people. So we know that there's not gonna be a lot of people that agree with us um, because we're challenging them, we're holding them accountable, and you know, and we're making them understand that there is a need of the community and they don't want that. So um, being popular with the community, I mean, with the elective officials, it is, we know, we're not going to be their favorite one. A lot of times we're not going to be invited to that dinner party, but we definitely are going to be outside with the signs and making sure that the community gets what they need to do. Um, so you, you've been around a long time and worked with a lot of mayors. Is there anybody that you think did a particularly great job um, in, in um, working with the African-American community and working with the NAACP? We have a lot of work to do in the city of Tampa. Because if I answer that question, first of all, I don't need to answer it. You can just look at the city and see how divided this city is when it comes to the needs of African-American people. And when it comes to um, uh, people not having the resources or not having the... um, the, the stuff that they need 
to live with the basic needs or the opportunity in the city. That was Yvette Lewis of the NAACP, and we, um, she, when she was a guest on Wavemakers, we have got just a couple seconds left. We've got some people to thank. We want to thank um, Lisa um, from Boston, who made a generous five hundred dollar donation thank you, to Lisa. us. Thank All you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. All the way from Boston. And um, we want to thank everybody who donated to the show. This is WMNF Tampa, and up next is Harrison Nash. <laughs>